0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What's the Bible really all about? How do all the different pieces fit together? Looking for an easy resource to answer your questions? Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-Minute Bible. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your Word is Truth, Your Word is
1: Light. Presented by Inner City Press.
0: Your Word is Truth, Your Word is Light.
1: The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Ekemeni Uwan.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
1: Old Testament reading, Ruth, chapter 3, through Ruth, chapter 4. Chapter 3. Naomi instructs Ruth. At that time, Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you so you will be secure. Now, Boaz, with whose female servants you worked, is our close relative. Look, tonight he is winnowing barley at the threshing floor. So bathe yourself, rub on some perfumed oil, and get dressed up. Then go down to the threshing floor. But don't let the man know you're there until he finishes his meal. When he gets ready to go to sleep, Take careful notice of the place where he lies down. Then go, uncover his legs, and lie down beside him. He will tell you what you should do. Ruth replied to Naomi, I will do everything you have told me to do. Ruth visits Boaz. So she went down to the threshing floor and did everything her mother-in-law had instructed her to do. When Boaz had finished his meal and was feeling satisfied, he lay down to sleep at the far end of the grain heap. Then Ruth crept up quietly, uncovered his legs, and lay down beside him. In the middle of the night, he was startled and turned over. Now he saw a woman lying beside him. He said, Who are you? She replied, I am Ruth, your servant. Marry your servant, for you are guardian of the family interests. He said, May you be rewarded by the Lord, my dear. This act of devotion is greater than what you did before, for you have not sought to marry one of the young men, whether rich or poor. Now, my dear, don't worry. I intend to do for you everything you propose, for everyone in the village knows that you are a worthy woman. Now, yes, it is true that I am a guardian, but there is another guardian who is a closer relative than I am. Remain here tonight. Then, in the morning, if he agrees to marry you, fine. Let him do so. But if he does not want to do so, I promise as surely as the Lord lives to marry you. Sleep here until morning. So she slept beside him until morning. She woke up while it was still dark. Boaz thought, No one must know that a woman visited the threshing floor. Then he said, Hold out the shawl you are wearing and grip it tightly. As she held it tightly, he measured out about sixty pounds of barley into the shawl and put it on her shoulders. Then he went into the town, and she returned to her mother-in-law. Ruth returns to Naomi. When Ruth returned to her mother-in-law, Naomi asked, How did things turn out for you, my daughter? Ruth told her about all the man had done for her. She said, He gave me these 60 pounds of barley, for he said to me, Do not go to your mother-in-law empty-handed. Then Naomi said, Stay put, my daughter, until you know how the matter turns out for the man will not rest until he has taken care of the matter today. Chapter 4 Boaz Settles the Matter Now Boaz went up to the village gate and sat there. Then along came the guardian whom Boaz had mentioned to Ruth. Boaz said, Come here, what's your name, and sit down. So he came and sat down. Boaz chose ten of the village leaders and said, Sit down here. So they sat down. Then Boaz said to the guardian, Naomi, who has returned from the region of Moab, is selling the portion of land that belongs to our relative, Elimelech. So I am legally informing you, acquire it before those sitting here and before the leaders of my people. If you want to exercise your right to redeem it, then do so. But if not, then tell me so I will know. For you possess the first option to redeem it. I am next in line after you. He replied, I will redeem it. Then Boaz said, When you acquire the field from Naomi, you must also acquire Ruth, the Moabite, the wife of our deceased relative, in order to preserve his family name by raising up a descendant who will inherit his property. The guardian said, Then I'm unable to redeem it, for I would ruin my own inheritance in that case. You may exercise my redemption option, for I'm unable to redeem it. Now this used to be the customary way to finalize a transaction involving redemption in Israel a man would remove his sandal and give it to the other party. This was a legally binding act in Israel. So the guardian said to Boaz, you may acquire it, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz said to the leaders and all the people, you are witnesses today that I have acquired from Naomi all that belonged to Elimelech, Chilion, and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth the Moabite, the wife of Malon. As my wife to raise up a descendant, who will inherit his property, so the name of the deceased might not disappear from among his relatives and from his village. You are my witnesses today. All the people who were at the gate and the elders replied, We are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is entering your home like Rachel and Leah, both of whom built up the house of Israel. May you prosper in Ephrathah and become famous in Bethlehem. May your family become like the family of Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah. Through the descendants, the Lord gives you by this young woman. A grandson is born to Naomi. So Boaz married Ruth and slept with her. The Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The village women said to Naomi, May the Lord be praised because he has not left you without a guardian today. May he become famous in Israel. He will encourage you and provide for you when you are old. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you, has given him birth. She is better to you than seven sons. Naomi took the child and placed him on her lap. She became his caregiver. The neighbor women gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. Now he became the father of Jesse, David's father. Epilogue. Obed in the Genealogy of David these are the descendants of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron was the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Amminadab. Amminadab was the father of Nashon. Nashon was the father of Salma. Salmon was the father of Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. And Jesse was the father of David. 1 Chronicles chapter 2 verses 9 through 41. The sons born to Hezron Jahamil, Ram, and Caleb. Ram's Descendants Ram was the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab was the father of Nashon, the tribal leader of Judah. Nashon was the father of Salma, and Salma the father of Boaz. Boaz the father of Obed, and Obed the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of Elab, his firstborn. Abinadab was born second. Shemiah third. Nathanel fourth. Redi, fifth, Ozim, sixth, and David, seventh. Their sisters were Zeruah and Abigail. Zeruah's three sons were Abshah, Joab, and Ashiel. Abigail bore Amasa, whose father was Jether, the Ishmaelite. Caleb's descendants. Caleb, son of Hezron, fathered sons by his wife Azuba, also known as Jeroth. Her sons were Jeshur. Shobab, and Arden. When Azuba died, Caleb married Ephrath, who bore him Her. Her was the father of Ori, and Ori the father of Beziel. Later, Hezron slept with the daughter of Makir, the father of Gilead. He had married her when he was sixty years old. She bore him Segub. Segub was the father of Jer, who owned twenty-three cities in the land of Gilead. Gesher and Aram captured the towns of Jer, along with Kenoth and its 60 surrounding towns. All these were descendants of Makir, the father of Gilead. After Hezron's death, Caleb slept with Ephrath, his father Hezron's widow, and she bore to him Ashur, the father of tekoah, Jeremiel's descendants. The sons of Jeremiel, Hezron's firstborn, were Ram, the firstborn, Bunath, Oren, Ozim, and Ahijah. Jeremiah had another wife named Atara. She was Onam's mother. The sons of Ram, Jeremiah's firstborn, were Maze, Jamin, and Eker. The sons of Onam were Shammah and Jada. The sons of Shema, Nadab, and Abashur. Abashur's wife was Abahal who bore him Aban and Molid. The sons of Nadab, Salid, and Appam. Salid died without having sons. The son of Appim, Ishi. The sons of Ishi, Shishan. The son of Shishan, Allah. The sons of Jada, Shimei's brother, Jether and Jonathan. Jether died without having sons. The sons of Jonathan, Pilath and Zazad. These were the descendants of Jerahmeel. Sheshan had no sons, only daughters. Sheshan had an Egyptian servant named Jarha. Sheshan gave his daughter to his servant, Jerha, as a wife. She bore him Atah. Atah was the father of Nathan, and Nathan was the father of Zebed. Zebed was the father of Ephel, and Ephel was the father of Obed. Obed was the father of Jehu, and Jehu was the father of Azara. Azara was the father of Helez, and Helez was the father of Elisa. Elisa was the father of Sisme. And Sisisme, the father of Shalom, Shalom was the father of Jecheiah, and Jecomiah was the father of Elishemiah. New Testament reading Luke chapter eleven verse thirty three through Luke chapter twelve, verse twelve. Internal light. No one after lighting a lamp puts it in a hidden place or under a basket but on a lampstand, so that those who come in can see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is diseased, your body is full of darkness. Therefore, see to it that the light in you is not darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, with no part in the dark, it will be as full of light as when the light of a lamp shines on you. Rebuking the Pharisees and Experts in the Law As he spoke, a Pharisee invited Jesus to have a meal with him, so he went in and took his place at the table. The Pharisee was astonished when he saw that Jesus did not first wash his hands before the meal. But the Lord said to him, Now you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You fools! Didn't the one who made the outside make the inside as well? But give from your heart to those in need, and then everything will be clean for you. But woe to you, Pharisees! You give a tenth of your mint, rue, and every herb, yet you neglect justice and love for God. But you should have done those things without neglecting the others. Woe to you, Pharisees! You love the best seats in the synagogues and elaborate greetings in the marketplaces. Woe to you! You are like unmarked graves and people walk over them without realizing it. One of the experts in religious law answered him, Teacher, when you say these things, you insult us too. But Jesus replied, Woe to you experts in religious law as well. You low people down with burdens difficult to bear, yet you yourselves refuse to touch the burdens with even one of your fingers. Woe to you. You build the tombs of the prophets whom your ancestors killed so you testify that you approve of the deeds of your ancestors because they killed the prophets and you build their tombs. For this reason, also, the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some of whom they will kill and persecute, so that this generation may be held accountable for the blood of all the prophets that has been shed since the beginning of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was killed between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, it will be charged against this generation. Woe to you experts in religious law. You have taken away the key to knowledge. You did not go in yourselves and you hindered those who were going in. When he went out from there, the experts in the law and the Pharisees began to oppose him bitterly and to ask him hostile questions about many things, plotting against him to catch him in something he might say. Chapter 12, Fear God, Not People. Meanwhile. When many thousands of the crowd had gathered so that they were trampling on one another, Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing is secret that will not be made known. So then, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms will be proclaimed from the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do but i will warn you whom you should fear fear the one who after the killing has authority to throw you into hell yes i tell you fear him aren't five sparrows sold for two pennies yet not one of them is forgotten before god in fact even the hairs on your head are all numbered do not be afraid you are more valuable than many sparrows i tell you Whoever acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man, will also acknowledge before God's angels. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before God's angels. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But the person who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. But when they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, do not worry about how you should make your defense or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that moment what you must say. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you for another opportunity to hear your word today. To learn from your divine wisdom. We pray, oh God, to see you more clearly, to understand your will and to persevere and to, oh God, entrust ourselves to you through obedience to your will and your word and your ways, Lord. God, we are reminded that you are a keeper, that you keep us, you protect us, you uphold us. And and you go about doing this through all kinds of means, oftentimes means and ways that are beyond our imagination or understanding. The promises that you have made to us to never leave us or forsake us, that we are the redeemed people of God. You make good on every one of those promises. And so we can see uh, through the testimony of Scripture, the ways in which that you ensured that the lineage of the Savior, the Messiah, would indeed come to pass through the life and the work, O God, of Ruth. We thank you for the witness of her, her mother-in-law, O God. We thank you, O Lord, for the character of Boaz to do that which was right. We pray, oh God, that we would have such character, the character that we see in this story, both through Naomi as well as through Boaz. God, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for how you ensure that the lineage will come to pass, the lineage in which the Messiah, the Lord Jesus, would come through. There were so many obstacles, so many roadblocks, so much sin, so much confusion that could have easily got in the way and snuffed that in which you had promised out. But that did not happen because you ensured at every corner, at every turn, the promises of God would manifest. And so this reminds us, O oh Lord, that what you have for us, it is indeed for us. What you have promised to us will come to bear. Your will will be done. We thank you, O oh God, that we can entrust ourselves to you and that we don't have to lean to our own understanding, but in all ways acknowledge you and, we're reminded, oh God, of the importance of acknowledging you as our God. You've reminded us and it sobered us today in your word that, that if we deny you, oh Lord, what fear we ought to have to deny you. For you speak up for us, Lord Jesus, to all of heaven, that we are the redeemed people of God, that we are indeed yours, that we are a part of the, the, the priesthood of, of all believers. You speak up for us and As we walk this earth, as we live this life that is but a vapor before we join you, O God, would we never, ever, ever deny you, O Lord? Outright, but in our actions, in our behaviors, would we never find ourselves seeking to fit in and to please others, O Lord, to the extent in which we deny who you are? God, you are worthy of declaration, of glory, of praise, and we are grateful that you are not a father who denies his children. You claim us. And so grant us the boldness in the spirit to forever claim you, the God who has claimed us. It is in Christ's name that we pray and entrust ourselves. Amen and amen. Amen.
0: Anyone can discover the timeless story of the Bible in just 30 minutes a day for 30 days. In the 30-Minute Bible, experienced Bible teachers Craig Bartholomew and Paige Vanowski present the story of Scripture in 30 short readings, each designed to take about half an hour. Each reading includes a passage from the Bible and a short chapter explaining how the passage fits into the Bible's wider narrative. Written in straightforward and clear language, the readings are accompanied by engaging visual illustrations. Discover the timeless story of the whole Bible for yourself with the 30-Minute Bible. Get your copy today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers.
1: Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints,
0: whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace
1: will be with you. Go with God.